0: Skulls here along with Andrew Goldberg. My good pal from uh, San Fierro to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, reaching out to Andrew anytime when we're not doing this half hour of radio. Simple, simple. one 821 Don't you know? And on top of that, you can email help at employmentlawyer.ca and a website we always direct you to, which you can use. Actually, try it out even before the phone call, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots of information up there, whether you've been constructively dismissed or you're thinking about the, uh, the wrong amount of severance, or maybe it's workplace harassment, maybe uh, you're not sure if you're a contractor or not after listening to us here on the show. That information can all be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, as can the severance calculator, which has been used and tried out and taken for a spin by over 2 million people. So have a look at that anytime you would like. Lots of stuff to get on to on the show today. Andrew's got a, a bunch of stuff he wants to talk about. People have numerous questions about what would happen if in my workplace, is my employer allowed to do this. We will get to uh, when an employment lawyer can help. There's a uh, numerous ways that can happen. We'll get to those talking points here in a minute. But the case of the day, Andrew, brother, what's uh, what's going on tonight, man?
1: Hey, John. Well, I wanted to discuss uh, something that actually came across my desk today, earlier today. And, you know, as most of our listeners know, and, and perhaps there's some new listeners that, that don't, oftentimes when we discuss severance entitlements on the show, you know, we discuss things that factor into your severance, such as your age, your position, and very importantly, your length of service. The longer mm-hmm. you serve for an employer, the typically higher your severance entitlements are going to be. Sure. But what happens when you're kind of poached to leave a, a, a company you're already at and then fired by the new employer? So for instance, I, you know, I had an employee speak to me today and she was let go after two years of employment, but she was groomed and heavily pursued by her employer while she was working somewhere else. And she had worked at that other employer for a period of 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, Although she had only worked for this employer for two years and was fired after two years of service. The question becomes, because the employer pursued her and tried to kind of recruit her, we count the years of service she had with the previous employer and the answer in her case uh you know was overwhelmingly going to be yes um specifically because you know they really went out of her way to kind of approach her and and really push her for this new opportunity she actually declined the opportunity two or three times each time they kind of offered her even a pay raise if she agreed to the job they agreed that there'd be no probation they agreed as well You know, as most of our listeners know, when you start a new job, oftentimes an employer says, you know, you have to be here for three months before your benefits start. But in her case, they just started them right away. Mm. When you looked at all the kind of information, I think undoubtedly you could consider her, you know, a 12-year employee, even though she only worked two before she was fired.
0: Um, so she, you're looking at two years there, then she gets let go, was 10 years previous, uh, previous employer. So induced to leave. How far into the new employment can she go when you can claim back that 10 years, like a year, two years, three years till it's no longer relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's,
1: that's a very good point. And, And typically the longer you're with the new employer, the weaker the argument is going to be that, you know, the previous years of service should count. But I think somewhere in around the one, two, three years, of uh, service range certainly would fall into that category. And I also think it's, it's going to be relative. I mean, if you work for your previous employer for 15 or 20 years, then I think the court will give you more slack and leeway than if you mm-hmm. had worked for your previous employer for, say, six or seven years. So I think it'll be, you know, case-specific. But I think what matters more than anything is the efforts made
0: by that new employer to actually recruit you from that previous job. Andrew Goldberg doing the show tonight, of course, and uh, armed and ready to do exactly that. When an employment lawyer can help, other than this half-hour radio, of course, that's the easy one, but we'll start getting through some of these. These may shock people, they may uh, be uh, enlightening and uh, relieving for a lot of people as well as we get through this list. First one is this, when you've been let go from your job with or without cause, that's probably number one. Give me some details on that, Bell.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it goes without saying, I think that that's kind of the bread and butter of yeah. What we do to help people at our at our firm. And even if there are other issues, they're normally tied in to a termination in any event. So we always are going to get to the point where there's, you know, a termination in the vast majority of cases. And and what we try to do to help these individuals is assess whether we can get them, you know, entitlements that are greater than what their employer has offered at the time of termination. And This can be the difference of tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes more than 100, 200 or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how much money you make and and your entitlement. So that's definitely the big thing that we we do as an employment law firm and we do to help people all the time is we assess severance
0: packages and we find strategic ways to enhance those packages. Yeah, and it's interesting too cuz people say, well, Andrew, now that I'm armed with this knowledge, I can just do it on my own, you know, sans lawyer, but you know you're not going to get taken seriously nor are you going to go very far unless they use someone like you through the through the firm, right? They just they'll just get to dead ends.
1: Right. And but you know what I I there's often times situations where people do they you know, we have a consultation, they say, well, I understand mm-hmm that I'm owed more money. Why don't I just tell the company I'm owed more money? Why do I need it? Yeah. You know? And it's to, to, to their credit, it's it's not an invalid thought to have, right? I mean, it's, a, it's why not, right? But the reason why not is exactly what you said is when you approach, there's two fundamental reasons why it typically doesn't work. Reason number one is exactly what you said. When you don't get an employment lawyer, the company won't take you seriously because it looks like you're just trying to avoid using an employment lawyer, which shows weakness. And once you show weakness, you're not going to do as well as when you have someone with the reputation of a lawyer at our firm in your corner to support you and back you up. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, the big, big, big problem that I have with it more than anything is if the individual goes off and tries to negotiate the package and does so in a way that I wouldn't have done it could totally mess up my ability to do my job because I wouldn't have started where they started. I wouldn't have worded things the way they worded it. I wouldn't have framed it or, you know, laid out kind of the situation the way they did. And then it's hard to backpedal from someone else's original correspondence, even though it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change your entitlements, but the employer always remembers it and then they stick to it. And then it makes my life a million times more difficult. That to me is like really the the kind of problem that I have with it because it just will make the process take way longer and and that's why I tell people do what you're going to do but when it doesn't work out expect it to take
0: longer than it normally would when an employment lawyer can help, we'll get to more of those talking points. We'll take a short break. Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. Andrew Goldberg is our guy. If you want to reach out to Andrew anytime, Sam mark Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, that's who he's with. Great team with him as well. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and just employmentlawyer.ca for more details on other radio shows, TV shows, and of course the Facebook Live and stuff they do as well. All week can be found there. And www.procketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll continue with our When an Employment Lawyer Can Help topic for the remainder of this show here, but we always get to the phone calls first. In that regard, Alan, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you doing? Great. What's, um, uh, what's on your mind, brother?
2: Well, I just, uh, my wife was let go uh 2021 uh, for refusing to get vaccinated. She was a PSW at a uh, long-term care home. And, uh, so she didn't, they just, uh, they gave them time to get the vaccine. And then, you know, the ones who didn't, they basically got fired. Um, there was no, no compensation. There was no, uh, I know some of the long-term homes they had, you know, you could grandfather, uh, the ladies out, uh, she's in her fifties, you know, she could have kept wearing the mask and all that stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, they, there was no option for that. And also, um, when she started there, like she's been a psw for over 30 years and it was never asked if she was vaccinated she wasn't vaccinated as a child she didn't have the childhood vaccines but that was never um something that was mandatory for her to do the job as a psw so it's just kind of i kind of think it's a no-lose situation for her when we when we do take it to court um because you know they change the rules and then they didn't give her any, you know, option, you know, and they then on top of it, they didn't give her any compensation for all the years she had worked there. So I just wonder what your thoughts on that would be and how good of a shot we have at, you know, getting some money out of this or something or something back.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, it's a common issue facing a lot of people uh, over the last year or so, right? Like your, your wife's not alone in, in that regard by any stretch of the imagination. I guess my first question I'd have for you back is were there any, just out of curiosity, any medical reasons or religious reasons that she wasn't interested in being vaccinated or was it more of her personal belief system?
2: It was a personal belief system. She grew up, uh, her parents didn't vaccinate her. She always had her own... Uh... Her own way of doing uh, keeping her immune system healthy, and it was never—it's like it's never been an issue. Her whole she's been a PSW since she got out of school when she was 20 years old. So, right.
1: So, so in in many cases, there's a very strong argument to be made that if your wife was terminated, I assume having not been paid anything for cause for not being vaccinated, then there could possibly be recourse in terms of pursuing a severance for her, right? The, the one kind of um, sticky point, especially with respect to, to your wife in particular, because she's a PSW, if her specific employer was subject to government mandates, like if the government forced their, her employer as an employer to have their employees vaccinated, then it could be a way for the employer to circumvent, you know, having to pay severance. But in, order to, but in, in a lot of cases... In many, many cases, we have successfully pursued severance entitlements for people who weren't vaccinated, and what I would highly recommend your wife do, especially sooner than later, given it's already been a year or so, at least since her termination, is give our firm a call, John will give you the number, and set up a consultation so that we can actually get the specific details, and then we can kind of make a more pointed assessment at that time, but it's certainly very plausible that there could be money for her on the table, for sure.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought too, and I, and I appreciate it. Uh, there, there's uh, a few other, a few other ladies too that are in her group that are definitely, you know, they want to do this together kind of thing. I just think I just thought my wife's was a little different because she wasn't vaccinated as a child, you know, and and so she never. This was never a rule for her, and they changed the rules. And I totally get what you're saying. The one thing you said about the cause and everything. So Ford did bring in this a mandate, but. There were a lot of homes that, like I said, grandfathered the PSWs out or, you know, found another job for them to do or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't – maybe you can help me out. I don't think Ford mandated that that all PSWs be vaccinated, did he? Are, are you – It's not that
1: there's necessarily a mandate for all PSWs, but there, could, there were specific mandates for certain employers that – Employ PSW. So it's going to be fact specific, but as you said, there could be exemptions as part of the particular mandates that were rolled out, number one. And number two, maybe it was possible that they put her on at least a layoff for the time being or another option that wasn't for cause. So there's a lot of things you can look at, and that's kind of precisely the reason I'd, I'd recommend that she give us a call so we can kind of get, like, ultimately there's unfortunately not enough time during this call on the air now to get all that info. But I think the, the moral of the story is there's definitely a prospect of success there. And at minimum, I, I would highly suggest booking a consultation so you can get to the bottom of it.
2: Definitely will. Thank you very much. And sorry, I don't want to take up all your time, but it's just there are other, uh, especially in our area, there were other nursing homes that did allow unvaccinated people to work because you know they they kept up the masking they did the whole you know face shield and all that right so that's why you know i kind of don't think it was actually mandated by the government but i'll let you go we're not going to go back and forth i appreciate it and i'll definitely give you guys a call
0: Alan, appreciate it, pal. Thank you so much for your uh, your time tonight. Uh, you want to give us a call? In fact, reach out to Andrew and his team. You can do, uh, sure do so. one 855 5900 Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 5900 And there's also help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I'll mention this as well. I haven't plugged this in a while just because everyone's kind of moved on a bit, but it's still valuable information. In fact, Alan might have a look. And uh, courtesy of, of the firm, Andrew, as you know, covidrights.ca, covidrights.ca. That's a website worth looking at as well. Again, always giving you information about uh, COVID and the like. Still lots of time for your phone calls though. Uh, 416-870-6400 is the way you do that. But we will get back to this. What an employment lawyer can help. When can they? All the time, especially when you're dealing with workplace harassment. Another big one, right?
1: Yeah, workplace harassment to me is kind of one of the prime instances where it's beneficial to get an employment lawyer because people you know, who are in a situation where they're being harassed at work are often, and rightfully so, you know, intimidated or fearful of, you know, complaining about the harassment or addressing the harassment. Um, but in order for us to help you, that's going to be a very hurtful approach. If, if you keep it bottled in and don't, you know, advise the employer that certain things are taking place and they otherwise don't know or shouldn't know or, you know reasonably can say that they ought to have not known then you're, you're limiting the prospects of ha- having an employment lawyer like us help you with that situation so when someone's being harassed at work and they come to me early on in, in you know when that's going on in the workplace i am able to help them you know it walks them through what they should be saying to their employer when how to handle the situations when it comes up make sure things are documented and how exactly to go about that so that, you know, we can get to the situation where if, if that person needs to leave the workplace because they can't possibly deal with it anymore, they have a viable claim against the employer. Whereas if they, you know, didn't contact an employment lawyer, they might just do totally the wrong things, which is oftentimes nothing at all. And that could hurt our ability to pursue anything for them, even though they, you know, experienced, you know, really bad and toxic um workplace environment. So that to me, that's a prime example of, of when I can help people, uh, you know, really get ahead of their, their situation and and pursue their entitlement.
0: Well, and, and, you know, it's, it's really important too, that if you're not working for a big corporation with a robust HR department that you can go to, if it's, it's the harassment from up above, or even someone on your own, on your own level, if it's your boss doing it and the boss is the owner, you got nowhere else to turn. Obviously the next step is to call you because where else are they going to go? They need to get you involved, right?
1: Exactly, right? So in, the idea, more than anything, is does the employer know of the harassment or should they right. know, right? So mm-hmm. when we have a huge company and maybe your direct manager is harassing you, but then there's 18 other layers of managers and executives above that person and a huge uh, you know, HR department, as you said, if the if you never bring it up, the employer can reasonably say, look, we didn't know that that person was was subjecting you to that kind of conduct, it's certainly mm-hmm. wrong, but this is the first time we're yep. hearing about it from your lawyer. But as you said, if you work for a smaller company and the CEO or owner or what have you is the you know, person who's uh, perpetuating the, the harassment and, and actually harassing you, then you can impute the knowledge to the employer, saying, well, it's the most senior nice. person, therefore the employer knows, and you don't have to go through that whole kind of process. But in any event, whether it's a small company, big company, you know, the beginning of you being harassed or it's been happening for quite a while, the sooner that you call us, the more we can do to help. And that that to me is really kind of the moral of the story when it comes to people experiencing um, toxic work environment, bullying, sexual harassment, anything
0: like that. We are talking about, though, when an employment lawyer can help, and that is when significant changes have been made to your job. This is without your permission, by the way, so you don't want to sit back in your laurels and accept it. You want to work on this, right? It could be disastrous down the road.
1: Right, and, and it's kind of the opposite of the harassment example,
0: right? With the harassment yeah. example,
1: the sooner you speak to us, the more we can do to kind of guide you through how to respond and react um, you know, to, to help protect you and and protect your entitlements when it comes to changes to your job, whether it be your duties, your pay, you know, your location, something like that, the longer it takes for you to come to us um, following the imposition of the change by the employer, the employer has a stronger argument that you've, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially agreed to the change because it's been going on for weeks now. You haven't said anything. And because you haven't said anything, We've taken it that you've accepted that change, and that's actually an argument that works for employers uh, very often. So if there is a change made to your job, no matter kind of how big or small and you're concerned about it, if it's big enough that it's concerning you, then it doesn't hurt to call us as soon as possible. The worst-case scenario is you have a a consultation. You're told that, look, that change is not significant enough or, or it's definitely significant enough, but at least you understand your rights or entitlements. And you can act on it accordingly without having to risk, you know, a scenario where you wait too long and there's nothing you can do at that point.
0: Yeah, and there's a there's a good deal of future proofing going on there as well because I mean, if you take it as the case of say a pay reduction or a shift change where you're like, ah, you know what, I, I'm chummy with the boss, I like the company, I worked here for a while, I'll just kind of suck it up and be a be a team player. Well, once you've opened that door, you've kicked it open. Now they can keep doing it again and again. Like I said, that's why I said it can be disastrous in the long run, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly the point that you've shown a willingness to accept those changes and changes now become an expected part of the, you know, terms of your employment that, you know, we've made many changes before. So here we are. And, you know, we're we're going to continue to make these changes. And and another good example is some employers are kind of crafty and rather than make a big change all at once. They slowly trickle in little changes that after, you know, a year or so, it amounts to a significant change, right? So you want to, if there if there's a series of little changes, say, look, I'll accept this little change for today. But if you keep making these little changes, at some point I can't possibly deal with the kind of the sum of these changes, and I'm not going to be able to accept that. And that's another thing that could arise where you want to make sure you're saying the right thing to protect your entitlements down the line in that case, too.
0: Another example, when an employment lawyer like Andrew can help, in fact, you'll want to keep them on speed dial practically. That's when issues arise with a pregnancy or a, a paternal leave, right? That still happens.
1: It happens. This, this is the one that surprises me more than anything because this one should just be, you shouldn't have to be an employment lawyer or really have any understanding <laughs> of the law to know that don't mess with people whether on pregnancy or maternity leave or coming back from pregnancy or maternity yep. leave. But it happens all the time. And I'm like, blown away how often I see these cases come up. And, and you, know, you, again, want to make sure that you're pursuing your full entitlement, so not just severance, but you can pursue additional damages and human rights damages and things like that. And that's where we can come in and help. And on top of that, there's kind of interesting laws around pregnancy or maternity leave. Because, hey, you're fired on your pregnancy or maternity leave the onus shifts on the employer right. to kind of prove that the termination, if you are fired, has nothing to do with your leave. So an, an example of that would be if you work for a, de- a department, a specific department, and on your pregnancy leave, that entire department is sold and everyone is let go in a restructuring, they could say, look, it had nothing to do with your leave. Everyone was let go. But they Mm -hmm. would have to prove that. You don't have to prove that it was discrimination. They kind of then have to prove that it wasn't. So there's all these kind of interesting legal issues about um, people who are treated badly or, or, you know, done um, uh, wrong by while on pregnancy or maternity leave or coming back. and, And there's a a lot of ways we can help in that regard.
0: Leave it there for now, reaching out to Andrew. Now that we are done, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address you can use anytime and always, always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more information and the free use of the severance calculator as well. The Employment Law Show.